0: Doctor? 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 You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly with Steve Cashel and Dr. Brian Cole on ESPN 1000.
1: And good morning everyone. Welcome to another edition of Sports Medicine Weekly. I'm Steve Cashel. In a few minutes I'll be joined by my co-host Dr. Brian Cole, head team physician for the Chicago Bulls, sports medicine specialist, orthopedic surgeon for Midwest Orthopedics at Rush and Rush, university medical center this week on the show we're going to talk a little bit about autumn golf that's right james stanhart will join us from golf tech they do an outstanding job teaching people how to swing the golf club and also how to stay in shape we'll talk about if you're going to play in cold weather uh how to warm up how to stay hydrated and uh, keep your nutrition going through the round and uh, how important it is not to just jump in the car after a cold round of golf but uh stretch out and uh keep your body limber. Also, we're going to talk about marathon tips. Chicago Marathon, uh, of course, taking place a couple of weeks ago. Dorothy Cohe will join us from Athletico. Talk a little bit about movement prep and cool down for marathon runners as a lot of people uh, still running after the Chicago Marathon in different uh, cities, marathons in and around the Chicago area and, and around the country. So a lot to talk about here on Sports Medicine Weekly. Our website is sportsmedicineweekly.com. Dr. Cohen, I also touch on the Chicago Sports Summit, the marketing and medicine of sports. We're back to get it going right after this on ESPN Radio.
2: Guidelines, videos, and other surprises. You will absolutely love this program. Sign up at 14daytransformation.com. That's the numbers 14daytransformation.com or visit Karen's website at That's KarenMalkin.com. That's K A R E N M A L K I N.com.
0: You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly with Steve Cashel and Dr. Brian Cole on ESPN 1000.
1: And we're back on the Saturday morning at Sports Medicine Weekly. Our producer, George Cozzarellos, coordinating producer, Teresa Ann Seeger, and net proceeds from our program, Sports Medicine Weekly, go to support orthopedic research at Rush through the liveactivenow.org fund to access prior shows, interviews, and valuable resources on sports, injury, and fitness, Please visit our blog at smwhome.net or sportsmedicineweekly.com. Dr. Cole, I know your favorite subject's coming up golf. You'd rather ski than golf, right? You'd rather golf than ski. You're a skier.
0: Yeah, you got it wrong, Steve. You'd rather <laughs> ski than I <laughs> golf. I <laughs> that know is that. True. I, I was, know that. I was listening carefully.
1: I'd rather I golf mean, than I, ski, but I do like skiing, although yeah, I haven't I gone did, in so I, long.
0: I did have my uh, high school friend golf outing about three weeks ago and it was a great time is that right yeah we played nine holes which is just enough for me yep and um it was it was actually a lot of fun and i played probably the best i've played in a long time well you took the kids out this summer right uh we'll just take we'll go play a couple of holes because where we go you can just sort of pop on do three four holes do the kids like it uh ava likes it the the boys are not interested (laughs) golf was the only uh no-cut sport at my son's high school and uh he, I he, he got cut so <laughs> <That tells laughs> it just, it's something. not in our jeans dude. I'm that's sorry. all right that's but all right. I'm fascinated by it and I've watched a lot of the Ryder Cup over the oh, over good, last, good, good. last weekend. Uh, so you know I'm, I think it's a fascinating sport, but I just am so bad at it. Maybe I need to talk to some of your guys. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I take lessons over at Golf Tech in Naperville. Ian Hughes is my personal swing instructor. He's up for uh, PGA Illinois Teacher of the Year. He is outstanding, and um, it's just so helpful in my game. My game has improved as years have gone on, but I want to bring on another guy from Golf Tech. James Stanhart is with us here on the air. He is an assistant uh, center manager and a certified personal coach at uh, Golf Tech, and the golf tech, uh, James, how many different locations in the Chicago area do you guys have now?
3: Uh, we have nine locations total. Uh, we're actually um, shrinking one location, down, two locations down to one. Our Fox Valley guys over in Naperville are going to join us uh, at our bigger center in Naperville. Uh, so we'll have kind of a mega center there, but um, eight total after that.
1: Okay. Well, we are heading towards the off-season in golf, I hate to say, I'm trying to get my rounds in uh, as we can because before the snow falls. But um, let's talk a little bit, James, about the mindset change going from in-season to off-season, especially with lessons and, and how vital it is.
3: Yeah, you got it. So uh, the two favorite uh, times of year for me are, are the start of the season and then the, the start of the off-season as well. So for as much as I love, when the spring gets here, we're able to go outside and the, everything that our, that our students have uh, learned and progressed with over the offseason. Going into the offseason gives us a great opportunity, especially in this climate, to identify the areas that our players can get better, uh, make some changes that are really tough to make sometimes during the season where we're trying to polish the swing that they have, work more on short game, uh, go out on the course with students, work more on course management. Uh, this is the time of year now going into the offseason where we can start to make really big macro changes for students that are really tough to make during the season while they're actually playing.
1: Absolutely. And uh, hey, give us the philosophy. I know what's going on uh, there with golf tech. I've been going to you guys for a long time, but for someone maybe who hasn't uh, been familiar with golf tech and and what you guys do, um, talk a little bit about the philosophy and what kind of of separates you guys.
3: Yeah, so we take an entirely fact-based approach to the game of golf. So uh, taxonomy is really important to us. We want to make sure that uh, when we break down a, a, the, the student's game, whether it's the swing or the, the swing holistically, the game holistically, uh, that we identify how do we get to the, the player's goals and, and help them reach those as fast as possible. So at our facility in Naperville and golf techs around the country, if that matter, uh, we have proprietary motion-based uh, software that we use. So we'll use biofeedback. We can uh, generate um, bio numbers so we can tell you how much you're turning in, in any position of the swing. Uh, how well your, your body is bending and tilting, that sort of thing. So it's a three-dimensional use of that bio-motion. Um, and then we also have state-of-the-art launch monitors, uh, two different high-speed camera views. We have every bit of technology that we could, we could uh, use uh, in 2016 to help the player get better. And on top of that, we also have an incredible network of PGA professionals around the country um, that are experts in teaching. So when you give guys like that and gals like that the ability to, to uh, convey to a student any sort of variable that they need to understand to help them play better, it's a really uh, winning proposition.
1: Talking about golf tech, our guest, James Standhart, one of the assistant center managers, certified personal coach at golf tech. I'm Steve Cashel with Dr. Brian Cole at Sports Medicine Weekly. And something for Dr. Cole, you know, strength training is a big part. And, Dr. Cole, I want James to talk a little bit about their ARCS ARX program and helping players reach their goals. You know, I take lessons – Maybe once a month or so, these guys golf. tick. whenever I'm there, the same guy is there on this ARX machine, and we have talked about this. How's his game? Uh, I'm not sure about his game, but he is grunting and groaning <laughs> on this machine. <laughs> I mean, have you ever tried the ARX? No, I'm
0: I'm familiar with it though. It, so yeah, so yeah, is that still, one of the I'm things? I'm still waiting for you to get out there. Well, uh-huh. well, let me let me ask a question. We we did cover sure. that ARX before, and it was fascinating. Yeah. Um, you know, because it's very unique and it's a great adjunct to what you're doing. But the couple of times that I've taken lessons, everything gets all screwed up. Like, I feel like I can get – I just always fall back to what's comfortable. And I guess uh-huh. I'm I, – like, do you have to do lessons in a repeated way to get these things to become ingrained in your – in your to get sort of muscle memory? Because a couple of times cool. I say, okay, they'll work on – let's just correct three things, you know. And then I uh-huh. it just – I go out and try to do it on my own and it's just a disaster. So I'm just curious is you take someone who's sort of um, like, and I'm always amazed. Like I play with guys who say they play all the time and I'm always a little bit intimidated and, and sometimes they're just awful as well. So (laughs) it's obvious that golf is a really, really hard game, you know, and I would never, you know, and I don't ever, you know, place a value judgment or very, very uh, I'd be very careful to be critical of anyone because I'm just awful, but I'm also surprised by the guys who play all the time and that, and I see how sometimes their shots are just so awful and you just think that, like, gosh, yeah, if you do it enough, you'd probably be able to control what you do. I mean, yeah. it really, is, is it always a hard game, or does it ever get easy for people and they have a predictable shot after shot after shot and just never screw it up? And then how do you make changes that they don't lose every time you, you work with them?
3: No, so great questions. There's a lot to unpack there. So um, to answer the last question first, uh, it is a tough game. I think that's what makes golf, frankly, the best sport, the best game in the world, in my opinion. Obviously, I'm biased, but... Um, it's a sport that, uh, you know, Tiger Woods, after winning a few majors, shot an 81 in the British Open, you know, and um, he can the best player potentially ever to play the game could do that um, because it's golf, because it's incredibly challenging. But as a result, it's also incredibly rewarding when you have a career round and uh, when you feel like you you hit the ball really well that day or put it really well on a certain day. Uh, So in that regard, um, it, it is incredibly tough, but as a result, it's incredibly rewarding. Um, back to the first point, first question. So uh, it's kind of a fallacy, in my opinion, that uh, in golf we say you have to get worse before you can get better, and in most situations that's not the case. Um, in my experience, if you can explain to a student the, the root cause, the reasoning of why they're experiencing uh, adverse effects on the golf course that they're experiencing, and truly have the student understand why, then progressing forward with a change actually becomes pretty uh, linear, So, of course, it takes a lot of practice. The amount of practice is still uh, up for debate. Um, A lot of scientific studies around 10,000 hours or a certain number of reps. And, uh, again, in my experience, there's a lot more variability than that. Um, But, yeah, depending on how good you want to get and uh, where you're coming from and athletic ability and uh, physical ability and mobility, uh, so many different factors play in there. But in most situations, I would say that most players can get better relatively quickly early. Um, it's kind of an uh, uh, exponential um, type thing, like a J-curve on a graph where players typically uh, get the biggest chunks of strokes early on and then start to gradually uh, progress at a slower rate. Um, but that's what you want. That's kind of best-case scenario.
1: Fantastic stuff. Golf Tech, dot com is the website. James Stanhardt from Golf Tech joining us here on Sports Medicine Weekly. I appreciate it, James, and uh, we'll come see you soon.
3: You got it, guys. It was a pleasure. Thanks.
1: And back with more of our show right after this
0: on ESPN Radio.
4: I'd been having knee pain for quite some time and did what probably a lot of people do. I just ignored it and hoped it would go away. After a month, I couldn't take the pain anymore. I went to my family orthopedic. He told me that I needed physical therapy. When I received my prescription for therapy, the first thing I did was search PT companies online. I came across ATI Physical Therapy. It's close to home, has some great reviews, and when I called, they verified my insurance, scheduled me right away. No wait, everything was so easy, and the staff was great. They kept my doctor informed of my progress along the way. Honestly, I look forward to going to my appointments. ATI made me feel like my recovery was their most important priority. I'd recommend them to anyone needing physical therapy. The experience was something I'll never forget. To learn more about what it's like to be a patient at ATI Physical Therapy, visit ATIPT.com and start your journey to get back to your best today. ATIPT.com Midwest Orthopedics at Rush is nationally recognized as a leader in comprehensive orthopedic services. As team physicians for the Chicago Bulls, Chicago White Sox, and Chicago Fire Soccer Club, their physicians understand the importance of quality care for high-performance athletes and weekend warriors. Regardless Regardless of the level of the athlete, recreational, high school, college, or even professionals, Midwest Orthopedics at Rush strives to provide the highest quality, state-of-the-art health care services. To better serve their patients, they provide expert care across five Chicagoland locations with a new location in Munster, Indiana. Their cutting-edge research, diagnosis, methods, and treatments make them the highest-ranked program in the state of Illinois by U.S. News and World Report rankings. For more information or to schedule an appointment, visit them at RushOrtho.com or call 877-MD-BONES. Midwest Orthopedics at Rush when only the best will do. You're listening to Sports
0: Medicine Weekly on ESPN 1000.
1: And we're back on Sports Medicine Weekly on this Saturday morning. Be sure to check out our website, sportsmedicineweekly.com. I'm Steve Cashel with Dr. Brian Cole. Dr. Cole, a couple weeks ago you guys did the uh, Chicago Sports Summit, and I know you was. Highly anticipated got doctors, CEOs, coaches, marketing, executives from uh, various sports franchises. Uh, Tell us more about it.
0: Steve, you know, this is something that we had been planning for two years. And uh, I would say that it was a raging success. Honestly, I couldn't be happier. It was one of those events that, you know, it was even at times hard to articulate what the purpose was. And and it just came together perfectly. We had over, uh, it was in the first week of October, uh, we had over 400 people attend. Great. Um, We had three panels, all of whom you would know, you know, the members of those panels. Uh, Peggy Kaczynski was one of the moderators, Sarah Kustak was another. Both of them did an awesome job. Uh, We had Mayor uh, Rahm Emanuel do the opening comments. Uh, The cause was for uh, after school matters and we raised a significant amount of money for a, a great organization. And uh, I learned a lot, and it was great. My panel that I moderated was uh, had Quinville on it. I had never met him before. Joe Quinville, head coach yeah, of the Blackhawks, exactly. And uh, it was, it, you know, it's funny. The guy is a legend. We do people, you know. The, we had a lot of media there, and they just did not leave him alone. Uh, poor guy. He just got, you know, he couldn't walk two feet without getting accosted nearly, you know, by the media. But uh, he's got a great. He's a great personality. And um, it's interesting. One of the things that we're able to do is, and for example, the panel that I uh, was moderator for had Mark Coffin, the president and CEO of Athletico, who was also our title sponsor. We had Gordon Newber, who's the team physician for the Chicago Bears, I think 25 years. Joe Quinville, who is is uh, obviously the coach of the Chicago Blackhawks. Um, And uh, Mark Barnelstein, who is an agent who has, he through Priority Sports has more than 100 NBA and 100 NFL players. So that think about that mix of having all those different sort of lenses to look through to uh, to discuss various viewpoints. So we talked about salaries, which were uh, guaranteed versus non guaranteed, the attitudes of players, how they handle in- injury. Like the thing that I was most fascinated about was how hockey players actually handle injury. Versus, say, basketball or football. Well, so it's always upper you body, know? lower body. Well, we talked That's about that, too. They, yeah, yeah, we talked about that, too, from a strategy point of view and how, you know, we've had such difficulty in terms of the transparency or the absence of transparency, for example, on the NBA side. And in the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the hockey side, the culture is where they do, uh, they don't, they really don't talk about injuries at all. And you know, one of the reasons is obviously that that you don't want to have a vulnerability, or uh, that that so people don't know exactly what it is. Uh, I mean, people have ways to find out. It's kind of hard hard, uh, these days to hide these things. But uh, that was really a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it, and to hear. For example, Bartolstein talk about you know the differences from the NFL to the NBA when you are talking about guaranteed contracts versus non guaranteed contracts.
1: I always so feel forth. sorry for the NFL players. I really do compared to the baseball players yeah. and the NBA players. I mean, you
0: know, increasingly it's many a of violent their, sport right, and right, to not get guaranteed
1: right. money except for your uh, your bonus. Right. Yeah, that's I was hard. I say.
0: Increasingly, so you know, their their, their monies are guaranteed. I mean, I gave the an analogy like if you go to soccer or football, European football, uh, our soccer, they get paid to play a game. They get their salary, then they get a significant number for every game they play. That's a big deal. Yeah. So it, it keeps them going. So I just find the whole thing of about accountability and everything else to be fascinating and how it relates to contracts, where they are in the season and so forth. So anyway, it was a great, great uh, event. Thanks for asking. And if you go to uh, the Chicago Sports Summit.com, You get some snippets, and we're putting the video on there and so forth, and hopefully we'll do the same thing next year.
1: Great stuff. That's Dr. Brian Klum, Steve Cashel, back with more Sports Medicine Weekly after these messages on
4: ESPN Radio. Returning patients who suffer from cartilage defects to an active lifestyle is the goal. Prochondrix, the latest solution from Allosource, is an innovative, cost-effective, fresh cartilage allograft designed to restore cartilage and restore life. To learn more about Prochondrix or allografts, visit Prochondrix.org. That's P-R-O-C-H-O org. You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly on ESPN 1000.
1: And we're back on Sports Medicine Weekly on this Saturday morning. Steve Cashel, Doctor Brian Cole. Net proceeds from our program, Sports Medicine Weekly, go to support orthopedic research at Rush through the LiveActiveNow.org fund. Doctor Cole, how was the office at Midwest Orthopedics at Rush uh, following the? Uh, Chicago Marathon. Busier than than normal? Is it usual or is that a busier time because of the all the marathon runners?
0: You know, whenever you have thousands of people engaging in an event like that, you're going to have lots of people who are sore. And I think the hard part is they don't know how to separate out something that's really meaningful versus just overuse. So truth be told, if it's, if it's a little difficult to get in the office and they have to wait a week, uh, most of those will be better within two, three days. Uh, that being said, those that really need to get in, you know, we have these uh, g- g- cadre of primary care sports medicine physicians that generally get uh, runners in and so forth. We have a few tries in Chicago that things happen. So uh, most of the things that happen after a marathon are managed within the first 72 hours and Really don't rise to the level of an office visit, which is good, and you know and that's because they engage in recovery and they know what to do, and uh, things get better very quickly.
1: And I'm finding out, uh, Doctor Cole, that the uh, marathon runners don't stop with the Chicago Marathon. There are so many different marathons in these individual cities. I live in Naperville. And we're always reading about different fundraisers and different things. People are running running marathons all over the city and all over the state, all over the country. So let's bring on Dorothy Cohey right now from Athletico talking to the uh, marathon runners. And Dorothy, uh, how are you? Thanks for joining us here on Sports Medicine Weekly.
5: Great. Thank you.
1: Let's talk a little bit about um, uh, the way that people prepare and cool down. Uh, when you're a marathon runner. I know that uh, you're a member of Athletico's endurance program. You help out at a lot of the you know, local races. Sometimes you participate yourself. Uh, because the mar- First question, because the marathon is so long, do runners need to, uh, to warm up, and, and what's the best way to do that?
5: Yeah, I think a lot of times we don't think, you know, because the race is so long that we really need to warm up. Um, but your body does still need to be warmed up before you get started and doesn't need to be anything grueling by any means Um, and you can also use your first couple miles as still kind of intro to your warm-up as well but oftentimes you're even waiting at the starting line for at least 30 minutes sometimes even longer Um, so it's definitely still important to make sure that you know you raise your body's temperature and you become like fully awake and so forth before you um, cross that start line.
1: Fizzy with Dorothy Cohey from Athletico, talk a little bit about how people, uh, how people prepare and cool down uh, following a marathon. So, um, yeah, Dorothy, let me ask you, you know, it, recovery, when people uh, go through the marathon, what's involved? What do you suggest? What do you, what kind of approach do you guys take from Athletico?
5: Yeah, in terms of recovery, like the day of, I think it's important that um – you drink plenty of water and that you do do a cool down it doesn't need to be a running cool down by any means but um walking making sure you're not um sitting for a long period of time too because you're really stiff and tight which often seems like the best thing to do is just to lie on the ground or to sit down because your legs and your body so tired um but giving your body um time to um, calm down by walking around for a while can be really helpful as well as doing some um, maybe low back and leg um, stretches can be very helpful as well.
0: Let, let me ask you a question. If you had access to sort of the mm-hmm. top, top three recovery modalities, you know, forget, forget about the things that you kind of do on your own, whether it's foam rolling, rest, walking, you know, cool down, what would you pick? What do you think are the, the most effective
5: Icing can be pretty effective. Number one, I mean, with a marathon, it's been so long too, and that's kind of what you guys had mentioned previously too of just you know overuse of your muscles and so forth. You might have some inflammations that can help calm things down. Um, some people um, like to foam roll as well, um, as that can help decrease some of that muscle tension.
0: What about what about uh, the compression devices?
5: Those can be helpful as well. Again, you know you're... Muscles are kind of inflamed and have been used for a long period of time. So I think that can help decrease some of that inflammation and make you feel better. Now, mm-hmm. Dr.
1: Cole, you've talked in previous shows about the foam roll. You use it yourself, right? For, sure. I've never used it. Explain what it is and um, how long you've been using it and the effectiveness.
0: I mean, You know, if you're on some type of regular workout regimen, recovery, including foam rolling, is incredibly important. Um, and it's one of those things that we don't many don't do because they don't feel like there's some immediate response but truth be told if you do that kind of recovery your next the workout you're about to do is going to be more effective and the workout you're going to do the next day is going to be even more effective so i think it's a critical part of sort of getting lactic acid out getting muscles to loosen up it actually gets rid of soreness acutely in other words if you do any foam rolling on certain muscle groups that are let's say you have a a workout on a, on a specific muscle group let's say you do glutes right uh, do a single leg activity something that really gets your glutes fired up because you haven't been doing them as part of your core strengthening um the net the, the day the next day you're often very very sore and you're tight, and it's not that you're necessarily prone to injury. I think the efficacy and your ability to do your workout is really compromised. So uh, foam rolling can be incredibly effective for that. as well as all the fascia, the soft tissue, the, those envelopes around our muscles, all that stuff can be loosened up very, very effectively. And, it, you know, it doesn't take 30 minutes. You can do a complete foam roll in, you know, five to eight minutes. Um, and even if, you know, I don't know, I, I'd be interested in, uh, Dorothy, would you say, you know, you could kind of ignore the things that are not sore and just do the areas that are sore. Or do you would you recommend full rolling? You know, all, you know all the large muscle groups, whether they're sore, they've been worked on, or not.
5: Um, I'll probably focus on the ones that are more sore. I mean, I think there's a reason why you're feeling that they're sore, as opposed to other ones that aren't. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess for time's sake, hit those that are sore, and then if you know, if you want to go further, I don't think it's going to hurt you by any means.
1: And Doctor Calm, I'm I'm picturing foam rolling lower body, but do you, you ever do it on the upper body then? Sure, yeah, really. I mean, you can do. Laps, I'm always picturing can, this yeah. big foam roll. No, no, and I mean you can it's a roll circular over roll. It and things, but
0: there's a you know there's different you know they're typically black or white, and they're different. some blue. You go in any health club, you'll see them, and they're different densities. And for me, like the best one is, do you ever do you get back t- tightness or soreness?
1: I used to. I've yeah. been good. Knock yeah. on wood.
0: I would say for you, if you, but, uh, right, you play a lot, you, point, you play lots I, of golf. I played dude. golf
1: yesterday, okay? Yeah. Today, actually, I played two days in a row, and I w- my whole body is kind of sore, right. you know?
0: So I would tell you that, you know, if you spend five minutes, especially on, you know, golf is a very upper trunk-dependent activity, yeah. right? I feel it on my and legs, though. Yeah, but, you know, all the rotation and so forth associated with force and, you know, inclines, declines, things like that, so... Um, there's no question that y- you would probably benefit. And if you ever, I don't know if you do tournaments that are three days in a row or two days in a row, you just say you play two days in a row. I bet you would feel a benefit right away with, with foam rolling using just on your back. In terms of you know just laying on it, putting your arms across your chest, laying on it, and putting all the forces around your lower for lower how long? Bag. different. I mean sets or just do it no, for two three know, minutes. I no, mean, it's, it's generally a matter of minutes. I mean, Dorothy, okay. do you have any Dorothy? Do you have any specific mm-hmm. recommendations on time? I mean, I just do it till it feels better, and nice you know, until the tightness goes away. What do I mean? What would you tell someone who's doing this without under the, the guidance of a therapist?
5: Except for guidance. Um Outside sort of, like, just going by feel, usually, like, two minutes is what I would have a patient spend time on, whether, you know, they're doing it on their back or their quad or hamstring or calf. So just a couple minutes. Mm-hmm.
0: And how about choosing a foam roll in terms of density and things like that? How does, it, how does someone make a decision on that?
5: Um, I usually would recommend more of the high, higher density ones um, to be more effective. Um, and usually those are the black ones as opposed to the white ones, which are lower
0: density. And what about balls and lacrosse balls and all the other things, Jay? I mean, if someone's at home and saying, look, I hear this foam rolling's a good thing to do, I mean, what's the best way to get started? Is this something that you as a physical therapist uh, they can do as an assessment and come into Athletico and and maybe learn how to do this? I mean, you know, a lot of people really don't know intuitively how to get it done, but once you teach them, they can do it.
5: And um, they're pretty easy to find in terms of purchasing one for home as well. Uh, You can always have them try... Um, using something that they currently have and seeing what, you know, they, they feel and how this, it affects them as well. So using like a tennis ball, so like if there's a lot of tension in their calf, To be sitting on the floor with your legs out in front of you and rolling that tennis ball up and down. Or even having, I've had some patients even just take a rolling pin, like you'd roll dough with, and um, using that kind of as a little stick to roll up and down with as well just to kind of gauge on what it feels like to them.
1: Terrific stuff. Athletico.com is the website. Dorothy Cohey, our guest here on Sports Medicine Weekly. Appreciate it, Dorothy. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Back with more of our show, Sports Medicine Weekly, after these messages. On
2: ESPN Radio. We're excited to announce our new Sports Medicine Weekly custom podcast
1: app on iTunes. It's all free. Just go to the App Store, search for Sports Medicine Weekly. Our app gives listeners easy access to their favorite Sports Medicine Weekly shows without getting lost in confusing screens and pop-up ads. The team at Sports Medicine Weekly is dedicated to delivering content to our listeners on the latest in fitness, nutrition, injury prevention, and treatment. Optimize your performance with the Sports Medicine Weekly app. As always, we thank our loyal listening and social media followers.
4: The best athletes in the world and their medical teams have been trusting Donjoy products for over 30 years. With a goal to protect and return confidence in sport post-injury, Donjoy is the trusted leader to get and keep athletes in action. Whether it's football, basketball, soccer, volleyball, or even the official medical supplier to the U.S. ski team, always trust the global leader in sports medicine. Trust Donjoy, a product of djoglobal.com.
1: At Athletico Physical Therapy, we know there is freedom from pain and you can get back to doing the things you love, whether it's running an 8K, playing a game of tag in the yard, or walking safely to your car pain should not slow you down with locations throughout eight states that offer complimentary injury screens your choice to go with our team is the smart choice visit athletico.com to request your complimentary injury screening and start feeling better with us today athletico better for everybody you're listening to sports medicine weekly with steve cashel and dr brian cole on espn 1000 Sports Medicine Weekly has been brought to you by Athletico Physical Therapy, by Midwest Orthopedics at Rush, by Karen Malkin Health Counseling, by Integrated Orthopedics, by Source, by Donjoy Orthopedics, by Midwest, and by ATI Physical Therapy. Many thanks to our producer and board operator, George Katsouros. Our coordinating producer is Teresa Ann Seeger. We also want to thank David Cole for managing the website and our business operations, as well as Samantha Smith from Midwest Orthopedics at Rush. For Dr. Brian Cole, I'm Steve Cashel saying so long.